Hi, I'm Denise Cunningham, the host of Refresh Her. If you find yourself feeling flurried and scurrying all over the place today because of your to-do list, I hope you'll stick around. I want to help you with that. The cause of your hurrying and scurrying today could be so varied. We all have such busy lives that we are living in these days. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a homemaker, you have a job that you go to, or you just find yourself just overwhelmed with all of the responsibilities in relationships, there can be so many things that we could do each day. But what's the best thing to do today? We can feel so overwhelmed that we must stop and get God's directives on these things in our lives. I'm so encouraged always when I opened up to Proverbs chapter 16, because at the very beginning, starting in verse 3, I read, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. That's always so convicting to me, especially on days when I have found myself wringing my hands and wondering how I'm going to get everything done. Because here in this verse, the Lord is saying, stop and give your work to me. All of us have some kind of work that we have to do every day. And the Lord is saying, before you do your work, come and seek my face. Do you ever feel so overwhelmed and so hurried that you think you don't have time to stop and spend time with the Lord? Well, here the Lord says, stop and just roll your responsibilities onto me. That word commit means to to literally give a burden to another, to roll it over onto someone else, (laughs) that someone else is our great God. We're to take all of our actions that are concerning us, the things that we know we have to do, and then give it to God for his glory. Now, that word commit connotes the fact of giving it in a final action. In other words, we don't give it and then take it back again. We give it to the Lord and then we leave it there. Now, God knows what we need to do, but as we sit and we are making our plans, we make sure that we are not leaving God out of those plans. So we give it to him. We often think about committing our thoughts to the Lord and then giving him our actions. But here, as Solomon writes this proverb, he says, no, let's reverse that order. First of all, give your work to God and then trust that your thoughts and your plans will be established. Once we've given over to the Lord the things that we have to do, then he's going to help us to know what is the next thing that needs to happen. He will direct your thoughts. What wisdom there is in that. So, If your day is full of all kinds of things before you, the first thing we must do is roll that responsibility onto God. And then he is going to direct our thoughts. In other words, he's going to tell us how we're going to be able to get that accomplished. 
The second thing that I see here in Proverbs 16 is that we must realign our priorities. When we go on through the chapter, verse 8 says, Better is little with righteousness than great revenues without right. We have to compare as we think about even the little things that we might have rather than great revenues. Think about the widow in Zarephath in 1 Kings chapter 17. This was the woman that God sent Elijah to and said, I'm going to take care of you by using a widow. Widows don't usually have very much. And God wanted to use this situation to remind Elijah that he was going to take care of every need that he had. When she is going to prepare something for Elijah, she tells him how poor she really is. She said, as the Lord God lives, I have not a cake, but only a handful of meal in a barrel and a little bit of oil in the cruise. That's all she had. She didn't have great cupboards and pantries full of food. But she was a godly woman. God used her little bit to be such a blessing to Elijah. He stayed there with her. Think about the wealth that Queen Jezebel had. Would you rather eat a meal with this humble servant, the widow of Zarephath, or would you like to eat of the bounty at a table with Queen Jezebel. We know that her spirit was proud and arrogant and ungodly. So when we think about verse 8 saying, better is little with righteousness. In other words, it'd be better for you to sit down with this widow and eat just a tiny little cake that's cooked with a little bit of oil rather than sitting down with great feasts with someone like Queen Jezebel. So when we are busy and we're hurried about and we feel so overwhelmed with all that we have to do, we need to stop and let God realign our priorities and realize that it would be better for me to have just a little bit and have peace in my home. It makes me also think of Proverbs fifteen sixteen that says, Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great riches and trouble therewith. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. In other words, it'd be better for your family to sit down with just a salad in front of them and have peace and joy and harmony and have a mother or a wife who has a sweet spirit than to sit down with filet mignon and have anger and bitterness and strife in your family. We have to realign our priorities. Sometimes it's good to ask ourselves some questions. Am I showing what is the most important? Am I showing that people is more important than perfection? Oh, my little checklist of all the things that will make this house perfect. Sometimes it can run over top of people. And I'm not as concerned about their welfare, about their needs, about their feelings, as I am about my agenda of getting perfection done in my house. Am I more concerned about hearts or about my house? 
Does it really matter if somebody puts their feet up on the coffee table because they're sitting there after a long day and they're wearied and worn, but they feel comfortable enough to sit at my house and bear their heart? Am I more concerned about sharing the gospel than I am getting my own way? The gospel that serves, the gospel that is humble, the gospel that is loving. What are we showing in our homes? The second thing to be reminded of is that we need sometimes to realign our priorities and to make sure they are what honors the Lord. And then the third suggestion as we continue through Proverbs 16 is that we need to relinquish our plans. Verse 9 says, A man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So after we've given our work to the Lord and he establishes our thought, now we have a plan. And there's not a bad thing about having a plan, but we need to realize that sometimes God will redirect our steps. And so if when he does that, we need to open our hands and relinquish our steps our plan to him, and allow him to change it if necessary. We have to be ready to relinquish it to him. And so we hold it with a humble heart and ready to surrender it to God. We need to realize that when we make a plan, we are not the ones who implement the plan, but it is God. And so he will redirect us to be able to accomplish his will. Psalm 37 verse 23 says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. That takes humility. And so that leads us into our next point of Proverbs 16 is we need to repent of our pride. Verses 18 and 19 are familiar verses to us. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. What keeps us from surrendering our plan? Often it's our pride. When I think about people in the scriptures who were set on doing their own will, I realize that they were people full of pride. Let's think about Lucifer in heaven who lifted himself up above God. Let's think about Cain who wanted his way in worship instead of God's way. Nabal the fool. Saul the king who wanted his way. And other wicked rulers and kings throughout the book of Kings. They were full of pride. And James 4.16 also says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. One commentator said that swelling is a dangerous symptom in our body, and so is pride to the soul. When our pride swells up in our soul, we can be sure that there is destruction coming. Just as when we see swelling happen in our body, we look at our hands or our feet and you see swelling in a body and you think something's not right. When our heart begins to swell up with pride, 
God is going to bring us down. He hates our pride. A haughty spirit comes before our destruction. This is an attitude that communicates superiority over other people. And we are ready to fall underneath the judgment of God when we have a proud spirit. This verse 19 says it's better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly. Because pride is such an abomination to God, it isn't so bad to live lives with lowly people. Let's think about that widow of Zarephath. It's so much better to live with someone like that who has a humble spirit and to be with proud people that don't make very good company. A humble person is truly worth their weight in gold. There's such a blessing to be around. And that's what God wants us to be. A humble man is what God will honor. And so we relinquish not only our plan, but we must repent of our pride. Friends, when you and I roll our responsibility onto God, when we realign our priorities to be what he wants for our lives, when we open our hands and we relinquish our plan and repent of our pride, that's going to allow God to accomplish his will in our lives. And I find it so interesting that when I stop and humbly bow before the Lord to commit my work to him, to ask him to give me his priorities, to surrender my plan that I have set out to do, and then repent of my pride. At the end of the day, I look back and I say, God, you allowed me to accomplish so much more than I ever even dreamt that I would accomplish today. Thank you that your ways are higher than my ways. It's a sad thing when I get to the end of the day and I realize that when I haven't done these things, when I haven't obeyed God's word in Proverbs 16, and I've done my own plan and my own way and I'm full of pride, not only do I destroy God's plans for my own life, but I make it pretty miserable for the people that are around me. Now, I started off this podcast by saying, I'm going to help you with your list of things that you have to do today. Well, I didn't call in the merry maids to assist you in your home. But, you know, I think about my own heart. When I am surrendered to these things that God's word lines out for us in Proverbs 16, I am the merry maid. It makes it joyful for other people in my home to be around me because now I have the Spirit of Christ. So whatever it is that has you in a flurry today, stop, commit your way to the Lord, roll those responsibilities to Him, get His priorities, open your hands and surrender, and have a humble spirit. Then you will accomplish exactly what God wants you to accomplish today. If you look at the show notes of this episode, you will find some other links that will take you to my blog of articles that maybe can help you with some of the things that you think you have to accomplish today. Just some practical tips and helps that will maybe be a blessing to you as you set about to do your work with that humble spirit that God requires. 
Thank you for listening. And can I encourage you to share this episode with someone else that maybe you know could be encouraged to trust God with their hurry and their scurry today.